is Small Town News. I'm Keith. I'm George. I'm Neil. And Craig is on sabbatical. And what we do each session is we read Small Town Newspaper articles from Small Town Newspapers somewhere in the United States. We are reading these articles for the first time. They are supplied to us by the wonderfully talented but the woefully underpaid Dr. Saxon from those articles we might take a character or situation maybe just a singular word and we're going to improvise stories around it we're just trying to make big stories out of small town news i love how craig got a sabbatical usually you have right. to have tenure he didn't not even a vacation just sabbatical sabbatical he's still getting paid then right he is he's oh getting paid God. the same normal rate that we all get paid i'm frustrated <laughs> <laughs> you're planning your sabbatical is what you're doing yeah and then tell. he took away Dr. Jess. He took Dr. Jess on a sabbatical with him. I thought that was, oh, is that what it was? I just thought it was a complete irony that the two of them were on sabbatical the same week. I think it's different. I think doctors take sabbaticals. So Dr. Jess is on sabbatical, and she brought along her boy toy. I think so. I think that's how that goes. That's what it was. Wait, are you saying the two of them are a thing? Um, We're not saying it. They're saying it. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, is uh, so George. Where are we today? Oh, uh, so um, with in in honor of allowing Jess to have a true sabbatical and not doing her research, how like generous of us! I know. So you're welcome, Doctor Jess. You know what, and Jess? We, you're working pretty hard, and she's still getting paid the same, even though she's off this she week. She is. We, yeah. We're gracious like that. We're good employers, yeah. and so. In honor of of giving her the time to rest with her boy toy, um, we went through some of recent episodes and pulled out articles that we did not reach during those sessions. So we have a grab bag of articles from, I think, four different places, and they're from the four most recent uh, episodes because I started with those. That's good. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, a little behind the scenes. So like, typically, Jess will give us about six articles on average mm-hmm. for every place we visit. Now, as we need a, we need a name for our fans, or our, our two fans. Both they, of them? I think, yeah, like, like, I think like one the of them is... Grateful Dead have deadhead. I think no, it's, uh, no, I think Stan? it's, uh, I think it's uh, Chris. Uh, Chris and Stan. And Mason. Oh, Cliff. Right. Oh, I was making up names. You were using okay. real names. Oh, what, what was I? <laughs> there are only three people that know I was That's using okay, real so names. I must say, I'm hearing like five fans out here. We're. We're in the big that's time. A, that's but, a literal handful. Oh, no, what oh don't, don't forget about Jenkins. Well, no, what I'm saying is like the Grateful Dead of Deadheads. They're, they have to be called the Newsies. The Newsies? The Newsies. Oh, all right. The all Newsies. Right. I think that's taken. But but that shows not yeah that's copyrighted right by Disney don't yeah. don't mess with them yeah, they're we, doing okay we'll call we didn't the, mean it Disney the, how the, are they doing by the way ha <laughs> we're swell why don't we use something different then how about the Mickey Mouse oh my Club? god we're going to Universal Studios this uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. yeah see that's how much I paid that's what it did to my voice oh so we're going to Universal Studios July first for we got three day passes blah 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 for the it, record this is not a sabbatical. No, no, this is not a no. You don't get to pay this much in it via sabbatical. <laughs> you have to keep working the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Like I will, I will just stay in the hotel and work so we can afford the the trip. <laughs> but I was like, you know, Disney has the fast pass, right? Which yeah. is pretty cool. You right. know, you buy your tickets. Everybody you get, gets a fast pass. Four, right? You Everybody, get four rides. You, you get four a day, right? And if you yeah. use them, you can do two more, just not at the same time. You have to use your four. You blah mm-hmm. blah blah. If there's slots left, so Universal does something different. And you buy what's called an express pass. Notice uh-huh. I said buy. Yes. You have to buy them for each day. And each person. Correct. There are four of you. It was $1,000 for one day's worth of these express passes. No. Wow. Correct. So $250 a person. Yes. No. And how many do you get? 
is it every ride you get to the front of the line? No, 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 it's not even the front of the line. Because FastPass is the, different, right? FastPass is like it's you have scheduled rides. Right. It's an express line. It's Correct. a different line, presumably shorter. Yes. Presumably. But a line. Unless but if you everybody it, does it. Right. So there's no guarantee of anything. No. You can't get time I slots I want a guarantee. To put this in perspective, for two days for the, the two parks, for all of us was like $1,350. For three days for the two parks, for all of us, was like $75 more. So I can go an extra day for $75 or I can pay $1000 to spend less to, to make my day more pleasant perhaps. For, no, not if I spend $1000. If they don't <laughs> if they don't carry me to the ride on a throne <clears throat> carried by four characters from the Marvel Cinema you want Cinematic your own ride. Yeah. Debuted for you that day. Yeah. Wow, it, that's uh, crazy. It was shocking. So here's Another thing they did at Disney World that I had not noticed before when we went last year, Neil, single rider lines. If they have that, yeah. that's the best deal out there. Yeah. Because those are always, you just run right through. Mm-hmm. Don't they just call that a watch list? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't like the judge, but I'm going to judge right now. Um, <laughs> uh, if, if you're just a singular person on your own going to Disney World. I don't think that's predominantly what it is. What? So, like, I'm the only person in my family that likes roller coasters. Okay. So there might be four of us there. I'm the only one getting on the roller coaster. That may be, but how does it look when someone sees you in the oh, single oh, it does, rider line? Um, not as bad as you're making it out, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> well, what Mason and I did is the two of us together went in the single rider line and then split up. Because we yeah. did, the, did the ride together one time that was like, it was so much fun, like Smuggler's Run. So much fun. We wouldn't do it like another 10 times, but we did it on the single rider line. So that was cool. So the single rider is a shorter line? Yeah, I'll do it every time. It's, it's yeah. a fill-in yeah. line. So if there's, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, if a family wants to ride together, but there are two people in front of them for like three-person setups, yeah, you get sort of tossed in. I'm totally done with that. I was like, hey, <laughs> who are y'all? <laughs> All right, I'm a part of the McCarthy clan. Let's go. <laughs> as far as you, I'm know. just gonna buy some gold rim glasses and not wash my hair. Yeah, go get in the single rider line. Let's make <laughs> you know. this weird. Come on, let's make some memories. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some. Chuck Taylor's sort of torn up a little bit, you know. And then you buy all the pictures from the roller coasters yeah. with you and the McCarthy's. <laughs> Where are we going next? <laughs> Just keep, keep tagging along. <laughs> and I like my new family. Now, the question is, um, Craig and Jess, they went to the mountains. Yes. Did they get the fast pass for the mountains? They is did that, not. That's the one where they carry you on a throne up the mountains. <laughs> It's luxurious. <laughs> so are Sherpas the fast pass? Is that how that works? You know, every mountain needs a Sherpa. I think they only have them in Nepal. I don't think it's going to be but, that fast. <laughs> but it's reliable. I don't know if it's that reliable. Get you reliable. That is some That is some terrain. I don't know. There was a um, the guy who's been up Everest the most. It's like 30-some times. What? Yeah, he's a, a Sherpa. person that's done that? Yeah, he's a Sherpa. Oh, um, he's a Sherpa. Okay. And he, he got for up job. about halfway the last time that he went. Had a bad dream and was like, "Nope, I'm out." Ooh, just went back down. And he's fine. I don't. I don't disagree with that logic. I mean, if you've been up thirty sometimes, that means you're yeah. at least thirty something. If you went up when you were zero, <laughs> right? It's probably not. It a was spring born chicken. on Everest. So if he has a bad dream, I'd, I'd probably go back down with him. Yeah, a Sherpa's a guide, right? Or do they also carry stuff? I think both. Do they have burrows? 
Burros? Burros. They probably don't call them that. Do donkeys there. do good? And oh, we, we don't have Craig here. We no one's gonna. Oh, Craig. Craig's our mule our authority. Donkey. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but but a mule. Do they do good in cold weather? I think mules could. I'm not sure about donkeys. But again, Craig's not here. So right now, Craig's gonna be listening to this, and he's going like, oh, 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 God, zygotes. That's Kill the him. difference. What? Yeah, zygotes. I know you're what? like, what does goats have to do with well, this? Yeah, zygotes. One can have kids, one can't. Yeah, it's, it's a molecular. Are biology. zygotes like metachlorians? Like, what are we? What? <laughs> What's a zygote? Isn't a zygote a fertilized egg? Or am I, I making that is, up? Yeah. Don't ask me. I'm asking. I think. No, I think fertilized eggs are called balloons. What? what? Balloons? Balloons. <laughs> it's like if you eat an egg in Asia somewhere, and it's part is a fertilized egg. No, you're that, really eating that it like a, a baby chicken. I was going to say, I think that is... A, I mean, if you're eating a fertilized egg, you're eating chicken. That is an undeveloped duck, right? Balut. Is it a duck or a chicken? I think it's a duck. It's like you, you open up the what egg and there's a little... read? <laughs> there's a little <laughs> bird inside and you eat it. A, a zygote is a diploid cell resulting from the fusion of two haploid gametes. Oh, of course. Haploid gametes. A fertilized ovum is the second definition. Oh, okay. Let's make up more words. Great. A fertilized egg. <laughs> So there is a museum of disgusting foods in Sweden, Switzerland. We've right. listened to the same one. On Atlas Obscura. I did yeah. not go to this part of Disney World. Because they also have... <laughs> it's an Epcot Center. What's the fish they have? I can't remember the Parody. name of it. Oh, you oh. kids, let's get a ball out. Ha-ha! It's like, it's like a rotten fish wine, wasn't it? <laughs> Stay it's away a, from this one, Donald. It's <laughs> a salty, fermented fish. Yes, that's right. It's um, the saltiest thing in the world. Yeah. And they have poop wine. They do. Wine made of fermented poop. What? <laughs> and they have goat shit smoked yes. something beer. Wait, yes, one thing beer. at a time. One thing. Listen, something. Okay. <laughs> if you're ever wondering at home when you have a drinking problem, <laughs> the answer is poop wine. Poop wine. Or goat shit smoked something beer. I can't remember what the thing was. <laughs> that's the that, that's the name. <laughs> What'll it be, pal? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. <laughs> Do you have something that's made from the poop of a walrus? So the the interesting thing about the poop wine is that it the it's supposed to come from children younger than seven years old. The poop. Wait. <laughs> Very specific. Stop that adding was, layers to this. So that was uh, one of the that was one of the things in it. Yeah, you want you want poop from young children. There's only one way to figure that out. And that is not just to get poop from a child, but more specifically, to try wine made from various poops of various ages. <laughs> I mean, you know, the elderly poop has a bit of a, uh, a bouquet to it, I admit. <laughs> However, the aftertaste is none too appealing. I bet, it, I bet it's an opportunity for a homebrew, though. <laughs> we already know what the ingredients are. Don't drink your own brand. Don't do that. So we're going to start our grab bag. We're going to reach in, and we're going to come out with a Dahlonega nugget. We're starting in Dahlonega, Georgia, which was the most recent one that we recorded. There are two articles we did not reach on Dahlonega Day. And the first one is, protect your precious photos at library's scanning day. Oh. No author listed. Do you have photographs, letters, postcards, diaries, service records, or other sentimental documents that you want to safeguard? You can preserve and protect those precious materials by scanning and digitizing them. The Lumpkin County Library wants to help you do just that. So we are hosting a community scanning day on Thursday, September 26th from 10.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. We cut to the Dahlonega Library. 
Oh, hello, ma'am. It's so nice. Thank you for coming to our scanning day today. Oh, I, I never miss it. That's wonderful. Oh, my goodness. This, oh, this is a diary, isn't it? It is. Oh, my goodness. This is very old. Is this when, when you were a young lady yourself? Well, I still like to think of myself as a young lady at heart, but yes, <laughs> we it all was, are. Um, I've been keeping this diary for a number of years now. Oh, that is so wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're able to preserve this for you. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to get the scanning this in just a moment. If you'll just sign these documents here, just the short liability stuff, but I'll have the diary um, right back to you. I'd really like to read what I'm going to sign. Can I tell you, these seem kind of long. Can you just explain it the, to there, me? There's a line forming behind you. If we could really just keep this moving i think that would just be the best for everybody involved okay um, okay all right there you go that's good thank you ma'am okay yeah, okay now we'll just scan this here okay there you go here's your diary ma'am and now we're just gonna make a copy of it over here Wait. And um, and if anybody's ever curious, you can always uh direct them to our diary section, a uh, nonfiction um, of the library. Really some um, they can read a copy of your diary. There's some really personal stuff in there that I was wouldn't really like to be on the library shelves. In order for us to be able to afford to do a free scanning day, we got to make the money somewhere, and so we do that by providing copies of everything that we scan for people to check out here in the library. It's not much money, but it's just a little something to keep us going. I have here a at lot of stories in there about people from this town that they may not want to be published. Does everybody to, hear that? Does everybody to, hear that? Check out this book. Cut to no. one year later. Grandmama, uh, I was at school today. Somebody told me something about you that I just, I'm just not sure it's true. They said they read it in your, in your diary. They may in, have. In the library. It's there. I, there's a lot in there, so I'm not sure which episode you're. Was it when I was a prostitute in my late? You were a prostitute. No, nobody told me about you being a prostitute. A prostitute. Oh, well, just forget that, baby. That's all right. A, a, you don't... No, Grandma, you were a prostitute. Well, high class prostitute. Yes. I mean, that's how I met your granddaddy. Oh, what? Yeah, he was one of my best clients. So, Bing bong. Hi, Miss Davis. I'm uh, here with your mail. Thank you. Rip. 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 There you go. I'm sorry. Was I interrupting something here with your uh, granddaughter? Or is that, I'm sorry. Is this one of your illegitimate ones? No. I'm sorry. Come on, it's kind of hard this? to keep track. This is... It's the mailman um, is really... No, I'm Jerry. I'm the uh, the mailman. Uh, but you can uh, you can call me worthless piece of shit like your he's grandmother. Really, you can do that. He's your what? half. No, what? He's your half uncle. My half uncle. Yeah. Why are you being so rude to my grandma? Oh, oh! I just figured if I'm going to be a worthless piece of shit, I might as well just play into so the I'm, role. I might have written in there his father, whom I married before your grandfather. This is one of my children. Um, that was adopted through that marriage, and I may have called him a worthless piece of shit in my diary. So now well, I have to tape all of my mail back together. May have. Yeah, yeah, you may have written that on page 26. I did. Did you well, get any further, or did you stop there? Well, I mean, I stopped right there. Should I have kept That's going? Good. Absolutely not. Hold on a second. I, 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 I got to go to the library. I'll see y'all later. What did, Grandma, what? The kids at school were just making fun of me because your mama used to make your own clothes. Everybody's mamas made their own clothes back then, so it wasn't the bank robbery? Bank robbery? No, Grandma. Well, I was just a getaway driver. It was a part of a drug consortium I was uh, involved in at the time, and... Um, you know, we needed some more money to be able to pick up all the cocaine we had purchased. And 
Whoa, um, Grandma. Know. I had no idea. That's actually kind of that's kind of cool. We cut to Delonica today. Delonica is leading a local <laughs> access TV show. Hi there. Welcome back. We are here today with Delonica's most infamous and least liked residents. <laughs> Sylvia, um, it's so, um, I guess, an honor to have you here today. You are, of course, Delonica's least liked person due to the publication of uh, your diary, which has infamously been called the exploits of an ex-prostitute drug-running miscreant. Yes. Did you come up with that title, or was that just a local upset resident? Uh, I think that was my cousin Chuck. Came oh, up with that. Chuck. Oh, my goodness. Well, I guess we should start there. So uh, you and Chuck um, aren't really on good terms. No, that seems to be sort of the story of my life at the moment. I think I've offended damn near anybody who ever lived in Dahlonega. And I think it's worth pointing out that you're also a very fortunate human being because most of these illegal exploits that uh, you detail in your diary were well past the statute of limitations. So you weren't able to be arrested for any of these. Thank right. goodness for you. Just the murders were really the only ones that weren't. Uh, I, um, uh, Sylvia, as your attorney, I'm going to advise you not to speak on certain terms. We, we talked about this before the show. There's certain things that she's not going to well, comment on Well, I said nothing today. about murder. She's the one that well, brought that right. up. Well, right. But uh, to be fair, you, you did lead her down the primrose path, speaking about being a prostitute and drug running and such. I mean, murder is the natural conclusion. So murders aside, um, I think I've done pretty well. Oh, okay. Um, All right. I'm really sorry that I upset a bunch of folks. It was a diary that was supposed to stay uh, secret um, until 20 years after my passing. Oh, what were you going to do 20 years after your passing? Well, that was when the time capsule was going to open so that my, my children uh, could see what I had done as a young lady. You didn't intend to keep all of this a secret for forever until the end of time. You eventually wanted to reveal to your family your um, exploits. Well, how else are you supposed to know which people you're not supposed to marry with all the inbreeding? <laughs> <laughs> it seems I might have tripped you up a little bit, young man. I, I, I think you did. I mean, 20 years after you die... Is, would you have run the risk of them of already marrying one of their relatives and then realizing that they were inbred? Oh, well, um, isn't that just a, a a worse form of human being that you would be? You clearly have not read the entire diary, <sighs> nephew grandson. Wait, um, what? If I'm your nephew grandson and my wife is your niece aunt, then that makes me. The next uh, subject to the next volume, yes, of Sylvia's diaries. Oh, hot off the presses! <laughs> Go to your local library now and find out more. But up, up, but up, up. Incest. <laughs> Tell all good things in. Yeah. <laughs> and here I was about to try to lead to your worst exploit being drinking wine out of your own poop. <laughs> How foolish of me. When incest was right there the whole time. Yeah, but that's different. That's like the bat guano coffee beans. That uh, shit's good. Have you had it? No, and uh, I never will. That's disgusting. Sorry, I thought you were making a joke, and now I oh, realize no, no. that you were speaking this truth This is right legit. Now. Apparently, it's the most expensive kind of coffee you can get. Can I, can I just put a universal plea into the universe right now? Give it a shot. I don't just think they'll listen. Stop using poop to make beverages. Just stop <laughs> Or it. just any sort of foodstuffs. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, let's, not, maybe. let's not limit it to beverages. Yeah. 
Learn to handle invasive species. No Arthur, no Arthur, no author listed. <laughs> or Arthur. The Georgia Mountains Master Gardeners, Lumpkin and Dawson Counties, invite the public to the upcoming program on Monday, September 9th. The program, Invasive Species, will be presented by Nisi Angel, I think is how they would say that. Sure. An artist, biologist, and master gardener in Dahlonega. The program is about the invasive species of plants, insects, and animals found in Georgia and how to combat some of the problem species and easily report issues to the correct state agencies. All right, cut to the seminar. Um, uh, before we get started, does anybody have any questions about uh, the topic? I, just to open it up, we, we kind of want this to be a community event, and we have some information we'd like to give you, but it is about how to, to fight invasive species. Did anyone, I have a question. It, oh, yes, uh, Mr. Mr. Reynolds, is it? Yep, Mr. Reynolds. I, I've lived here my entire life, and I was wondering um, – how do, how do you spot a northerner as they're coming into town? I know when their accents come up, it's pretty easy to figure out who they are, but I'm really like, trying to see how we stop them before they even get in here. Like the northern grub beetle? No, the like northern... a northerner, like a damn Yankee. Oh, no, no, This no, is Mr. the invasive species well, talk, isn't it? Yeah, so, so speaking really more about pests. Uh, right! Northerners. Oh no! See, I see how that came out wrong. We're we're we're, um, we're really thinking about things that don't belong here, right? Belo- Northerners. Well, okay, so um, I think you're just reinforcing my concept here, sir. I'm not. It wasn't really meant to be the topic, but but really, are any of us truly from Georgia? We are a melting pot. We're. I'm we, from Georgia. Oh, okay. You are from Georgia. I was born. Well, here. Are any of us really truly from Dahlonega? That we, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, my oh. my folks been here for a couple hundred years now. Oh, okay. Well, um. Where, us, where are you from? Well, beside the point, I've studied I all over the world. I don't think it is. I feel like you might be a northern sympathizer. Uh, let me let me ask you this, Mr. Reynolds. Are any of us truly from this conference room? Hey, what's that string and piece of paper coming out of his cup over there? Oh, I'm drinking hot tea. Um, what? What? I'm drinking hot tea, hot tea, and so that's the tea bag. Is son, you got to wait for that to cool off. Yeah. Oh no, no, it's um. Well, no, it's good for it to be hot. That way, the sugar melts faster and dissolves quicker, right? Yeah, but you don't want to drink it till you got some yeah. ice in it. You don't know how to make sweet tea. Well, do you? Yeah, no, I do. I know how. I, I don't choose, see I any sugar not, anywhere. I just choose not to. Oh, your wife does it for you. Oh no, that she is wasn't not home, what I, so you had to have some hot tea. I see how it is. My, partner, I hope she gets home soon. My partner, partner, what? I mean, I make my own tea. My partner makes. Her own tea. I mean, we're we don't have traditional. Are you a uh, like roles. a police officer too? Or wait, uh, are no, you, my wait, my you domestic mean, partner. I, I, are we you, don't have traditional domestic roles. We we're each individuals, and we bring our individual strengths to the relationship. I, right, like she makes the tea. Well, yeah. no, no, no. And she clothes. Makes, she like mends the clothes and washes stuff, and yeah. like she does the cooking. So because that's what she's good at, and you come, you work, and you come home, king of the castle. And when you get back, she's got on a pretty dress, dinner's ready, and she's got her makeup on. You know what? Let's talk about this a bit. So I'm not from here, and and what you're telling me now, you're telling me kind of the habits and and what what maybe Georgia's known for. Well, I'm here to tell you, Georgia's changing into what a group of like-minded individuals that welcome diversity and change, and yeah, even people from the north. I Hold on. I, how Hold are you on. in charge of this talk? Oh, I'm, I was here to talk about bugs. I was here to talk about different kinds of then snakes. Then why did you name it invasive species? Well, because some bugs come from off. 
Well, come now from you're outside. just wasting our time. If I didn't know this was about, I got bugs spread the house. I don't even know how to get rid of some bugs. I've got DDT. I'm good to go. I got strychnine for the see, rats. See, that's a little much. And I have got a 410 shotgun for the snakes. And what do you have for the northerners? That is the 20 gauge or the 12 gauge. See, I shouldn't have asked the question. Um, I, excuse me. Um, my problem has not been addressed yet. Uh, Mr. Right, Reynolds is hijacked. Enos, let Enos talk. All right, uh, Mr. Enos. Now, I, I, I was here specifically for what we were talking about. You see, uh, every day my dog, it won't even go outside. It just releases its bowels right there on the kitchen floor. And I, for one, the moment I heard you were doing a seminar on invasive feces, I immediately wanted to find out how to make this stop happening. Okay. So Enos don't read so good. I want to lay that out there as you start this conversation. Every your, day there's feces all over the kitchen with your floor. Insensitive northern ways. Well, and again, Mr. Enos. Uh, and it's in my way. It's invasive. It doesn't seem invasive it's if, if it's your dog on your floor. It's my kitchen. I don't I, I don't walk in there every morning expecting the feces. It's there. <laughs> what do I do? Have you thought about uh changing your dog's diet? I feed my dog, uh, uh, it's a mixture we we cook. It's it's human grade quality, but we um, you feed your dog humans? Oh no no! Good I didn't say lord! That. No, these I, I, Northerners are worse than I thought. No 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 no! I Enos, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. Do not feed your dog humans. You know, take a maybe some legumes um, and some different whole What's grains. What's a legume? Well, it's kind of like a bean. Well, just just say beans, son. I'm not. No, no. I'm just here to help the community. I, I oh, so, for crying out loud! Where's the part where you're going to teach me how to take my dog feces and turn it into wine? <laughs> did y'all like? Did y'all like my attempt at a Craig Ramey character? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. <laughs> if your name is Enos and you're offended by that. <laughs> You shouldn't be, because that's exactly what you probably sound like. <laughs> All feces is invasive. Every it time I, I come but in, I'm not expecting not it. if you're making wine. Or beer. <laughs> Do you think people who drink feces wine, like, look down at feces beer drinkers, like, oh, unsophisticated <laughs> palates? Probably. <laughs> uh, we're going to debunk something about this invasive species. It's a common myth that the most expensive coffee in the world comes from bat poop. But it's actually made from coffee beans that are partially digested, then popped out by the civet, a cat-like creature. It's cat poop coffee, which is somehow worse That's to me. That's worse. You get it out of the litter box. I have no words for any of that. I th- <laughs> At the end of the day, we're still dealing with a broken system. So it, it starts as a, no, 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 no. Batshit coffee is not the most expensive coffee in the world. Yeah, exactly. Cat shit coffee. coffee. Get it right. You guys are missing the boat here. That costs looks like 198 dollars a bag a small bag for the cat shit coffee somebody's getting that for a retirement gift from me 35 to 100 dollars a cup or 100 to 600 dollars a pound why <laughs> speaking of a pricey cat shit we're now moving to the clorinda herald journal in clorinda iowa yes make safety a priority by michael johnson page county farm bureau board member it was a county farm bureau board member. That is correct. You know, the okay. uh, the PCFBBM. What was his acronym for again? Tell me. I, I don't know. I said it all. Now I need a nap. <laughs> I away. 
Sorry. The hell was that? Music man. Oh, okay. Hi away. <laughs> Anus? What? Let him read the article. <laughs> that was a normal weekday. <laughs> <laughs> It was a normal weekday afternoon when I was cleaning out a grain bin and getting things ready for harvest. As I was getting to the end of cleaning the grain bin, I had to put the sweep auger into the bin, but it had fallen off the base in the center. So I had to stop it. I shut the auger off and began crawling into the bin to put it back in place. As I was hunched over the auger with one leg in the bin and one leg outside of the bin, the auger started running. Ooh. It began hitting me in the face and chest as I frantically reached around outside the bin to find the switch and turn it off. As I had been crawling in the bin, my knee had managed to hit the switch and turn it on. It only lasted for a few seconds, but sometimes that is all it can take. I ended up with just a few cuts and bruises, but it could have been much, much worse. Yeah. Hold on. An auger is a drill, correct? Yeah. And it was hitting him in the face and chest? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got lucky. The the OSHA guy was about to come out in me. Yeah, yeah. I'm stopping. Hey, with harvest already upon us, we must remember the importance of caution. When traveling on roll roads and highways, motorists need to take care around slow-moving farm equipment. That's the lesson to learn from that. How do we, how do we go from That's the high lesson. excitement to farm <laughs> yes. equipment on roads? As my chest was almost ripped open and exposed <laughs> to the air, I am reminded to be careful when passing farm equipment on the highway. Please make sure there is enough time and room on the road before passing any farm equipment. Be extra cautious around intersections and driveways, because even with flashers and signals, farm equipment often turn into onto little-used driveways and roads. Farm safety is something we often hear about, but can only take for granted. It only takes a few moments for things to become very dangerous as we begin this harvest season, so make farm safety priority, end of article. All so, the things he described are not nearly as dangerous as what he did to his face and chest. So one of the one of the crazy things I learned when I was studying some of the OSHA crap back in the day when that was more of my job, if you have a family farm, OSHA covers nothing. Because there's too many things that could kill you. Oh. It's just family. They're not employees. OSHA only covers employees. Now, what is so, OSHA... You have to have a certain number of employees for OSHA to care. What would you do? Uh, no, not really. I mean, there there are some triggers for them to actually come visit you because you don't have to report until you're of of a certain size. Um, but some things are completely excluded, like family farms. Like if if family gets hurt, it does not matter. So that dude could have been ripped to shreds. OSHA would show up and go, "Oh, you're all related. Bye." All right, cut to a law firm. Yes, uh, ma'am, I'm here from OSHA. Okay. We're here just to do a safety inspection of your of your offices here. Of the law firm? Uh, yes, this is a law firm, correct? It is. Yes, that's why I'm here. I'm here. It's uh, what McElhaney and Smythe, attorneys at law. And Horowitz. He's not made it on the sign yet. Okay. Well, I'm just going to need a, a tour of the facilities here. I just want to make sure everybody's complying with uh, safety requirements of OSHA. Is there anywhere you'd want to go first? Uh, why don't you just take me, um, I like to start with a bang, just take me to the most dangerous area wherever you have the most work accidents. Oh, that's the kitchen. All right, lead on. All right, well, um, right over here to the left, if you'll just step right in there. Oh, is this the, is this the microwave oven? Yes. Okay, uh, if you wouldn't mind opening that 
door for me. No, thank you. You're welcome to. It's an odd reaction. Oh, excuse Man, me. Was... I need to. I need to heat up a cup of coffee here. Let Hold just... on. Let me step out. Let yeah. Me get... Oh. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. Let me get the lead. Bill. Shield. Bill Jenkins here from OSHA. Oh, hey, hey, Bill. Nice, nice to meet you there. Just let me put this cup of coffee in here, and uh... I'd step back, Bill. Yeah. You see, there, step there's back. Well, you see, there's no door on the microwave. All I, all I can do is hold my hands against the opening in the front to try to keep the the heat in. To, to we do keep... have the little stick where you jigger the the lock so it thinks it's closed. Yeah. And then just, all right. I understand. So, I, and you've uh, got to hold that. Yeah. You, were you making some accommodations here Actually, for, you know for that what? door it, being it, off its hinges? Bill, if you could come over here and help use your body to kind of keep it closed, because, you know, as you can see, the way I'm positioned, um, my chest only kind of covers half of the opening. All right. Let me... Um, Wait, and I'm of childbearing age, so we don't want me to Hold get any on. radiation. Hold yeah, on. so it's going to be a couple more months before I can use a child the shield. I see what you're doing. You're trying to distract me from the fact that you don't have one of those plastic dishes that go over food to, to prevent splatter. Well, oh, no, I see oh, what you're doing. You don't have it. one. There's uh, not one. You're and here to, I was. I thought we were covering all the bases. You know that that's law a, is tricky. A, a splatter guard is very important. So when you heat up your coffee, obviously it gets to be a probably around 100 degrees to have a nice piping cup so before i shield the opening with my bare chest i need to put a splatter cover over the cup you want to make sure that that coffee does not splatter on you and but, burn you. but what if he puts the shirt on we don't require it unless they're clients I was gonna ask about the shirt so this is a is a casual tuesday what the reason i don't we, have a shirt on right now is because as you can see i, I kind of have to change this bandage on my arm anyway um in fact i was where do we keep the bandages because you know i i, I gotta go do some paper they're shredding in the fridge again. They're, they're in, in the, the fridge? fridge. Oh, hold yeah. on chances cooler. are they feel you're, better you're keeping bandages in the fridge next to foodstuffs just new bandages. Yeah. We keep the old bandages next in the to, freezer. Next to yeah. old foodstuffs. So that's not going to work either. You, if, you keep, if you keep bandages next to foodstuffs, it's likely to soak up the aromas of the food. And then when you apply it to your wounds, Bill, that's just a, a, a horrible safety. you got to have mercy here. You see, I, this wound gets opened up pretty frequently. So the only relief I get is the coolness of the bandage from the refrigerator. Is that a wound from the From workplace? paper shredding. From paper shredding. All right, yes. well, you're going to need to take me to see the paper shredding. Well, that's just the second most dangerous room. Are you ready to leave the kitchen? Um, I think I'm going to have to come back to the kitchen, but the immediate okay. risk seems to be the paper shredder. We cut to the paper shredder room. Okay, so as you can see here, what we've done is we bought a meat grinder from a restaurant. Whoa, that is that is definitely a commercial-grade meat grinder. Yes, yeah, and we got it real cheap, too, and, and I'm beginning to understand why. Okay. You use that for shredding paper? Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, we figured not. if it'll shred meat, it'll do good work to our documents that need some shredding. And you also use it to shred meat? Only on the weekends. Yes. So During deer season. And you're mixing the paper and the meat products and the foodstuffs. And I the, mean, we're not trying to do that, but, you know, there's there's little casualties of war here what? and there. What? I, I really got to get the paper shredding here. Just let me flip this on. Now, Bill, could you lend me a hand here? You see, no, it, it, it's kind of hard to get it no, going. No, 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 you have no, to I'm, really get close it, in I, there. I am not comfortable being this close to that. To get, and, and you just still my good arm it. is already sore. You'll from never the last know time. how bad it is if you don't try no, to help. No, no, honestly, uh, you, you're not wearing a shirt, and it's starting to make me a little uncomfortable here around all the sausage. I, oh, oh, I'm sorry with everything going on that my lack of shirt is what's making you uncomfortable. Ah! 
That's sorry about it's that. It's a safety concern because of all the paper cuts you might get from from the backlash <laughs> and the meat. Qu- no, you really should be wearing a shirt. Well, I figured that a loose article of clothing might be more dangerous, Bill. I figured you could appreciate that. Turn that off. Turn that off. I can barely hear you. It's been, it's this been off. This is the sound it makes when it's off. <laughs> We should go back to the kitchen. <laughs> we really should go back to the kitchen. <laughs> Cut back to the kitchen. <laughs> I don't think it's the meat grinder slash pa- paper shredder. What is that sound? I'm sorry. I'm just trying to open up my eardrums right now. <laughs> it's just it you just, making that sound. They get closed up when they hear that damn machine. <laughs> I think I about got it. Okay, I got it. All right. Uh, you clearly aren't going to pass inspection. Uh, th- I'm going to have to shut this operation down. Yeah. <sighs> It's just not going to work. There's so many things out of compliance here. I I, I guess you know that they say you can't argue with the city hall. Well, so they do say I, that. I, I they guess do we say have that. to respect your ruling. Just uh, I guess just uh, for your own sake, just be careful when you're exiting. Uh, you know that that front door can be pretty tricky. And I, I was going to ask you about the hole in the lobby. There's a hole in the floor. Yeah. Um, we're going yeah. to we need, we need to cover that up. Are we. No, but that's the front door. You see, the door is stuck. So we had to dig a hole, but we didn't have a ladder or nothing. So when you jump down into the hole to exit, just just be try to tuck and roll is what tuck I'm saying. Roll. Tuck and roll. Tuck and roll. Yeah. And I think Toby's asleep right now, so it should be fine. Toby? Oh, oh God, yeah. If Toby's Toby? awake, then you know I yeah. would just hang around. I'd be for really a while. quiet. Uh, no, I'd really like to know more about there. about Toby before I. Well, jump we really in the don't hole. know a lot about Toby. None no. of us do. Um, he was just, just here. You just need to be careful. Yep. And especially since you're not allowing me to grind any meat to feed him, he's going to be particularly hungry. <laughs> I'm Toby. I, I live in the hole. Sorry, that would have been a great opportunity Craig? for Craig. <laughs> Uh, come on, come on down here and throw me some of that that paper meat sausage. We miss you, Craig. <laughs> well, hold on there, Toby. I'll get some ready for you. <laughs> Neil, where are we heading to next? Ooh, Kennebunk. Kennebunk. We're the back Kennebunk to the bunk, post. baby. Top We're bunk in the main. In the main. Tom Bunk in the main. Decaying trees are ordered down by Abigail Worthing. How'd that audition go for the DJ job in Kennebunkport, Maine, George? <laughs> Did it go well? It was great. Back of the bunk. <laughs> Top bunk, Kennebunk. Working on my catchphrases. Maine, the Maine city. And I'm going to be, of course, DJ Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> what about decaying trees ordered down? Are the trees listening? I don't know. That's what it. Wouldn't there be some kind of you stop other, that? Get down! Stop decaying! Get down. Stop that! That's what it's, it's like telling you get down! Get out! Get off that countertop! Get down! What are you doing? No, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. When you say like cut down, I presume that's what they mean. Anyway, following a new assessment, the contested trees at Parsons Beach Road. Ooh, contested. It does sound ageist. They're only going after the decaying it trees. It does. Yeah, uh, the contested trees at Parsons Beach Road have been ordered to go. I'll take two trees to go. The grand ally of trees, the grand allay, excuse me, of trees leading to Parsons Beach has been a Kennebunk landmark for more than 100 years. The trees, however, have become diseased, weather-torn, with limbs at risk of falling and decay inside. On April 1st, many Norway maples were scheduled to be taken down and replaced with swamp white oak. 
However, an outcry from the Parsons family who were informed days before and a portion of the community led to the delay in the project. There were multiple meetings of the Kennebort Tree Committee. Ooh, that sounds like a fun thing. Uh, prior to deciding the fate of the trees and the beginning of last month, on April 2nd, 4th, 9th, and 11th, members of the municipal government and the Parsons family met to discuss the fate of the trees. On May 21st, Kennebunk Selectman held a special meeting to discuss a new tree assessment performed by Bartlett tree experts. Noah Tucker, an arborist representative for Bartlett, was on hand during the meeting to explain the current situation with the trees and answer any questions from either the Board of Selectmen or from the general public. The report conducted by Bartlett was in total 396 pages at the completion of the survey. How many trees were killed to make that document? <laughs> More than they were going to cut down. This is a travesty. We shouldn't be destroying all these trees. Now, here's my 300-word page document. God. I made multiple copies and triplicate for everyone here. Yes. <laughs> Which was then summarized in a more lay-friendly 27-page version. <laughs> In the report, which was made available to I the... I used a bush to make this one. <laughs> in, the, in the report, which was made available to the public on the town's website, on the day of the meeting, the trees were numbered, diagnosed individually, and then given a potential risk rating of either high, moderate, or low. When considering the 47 trees that lined Parsons Beach Road, the ratings were broken down thus. All right, cut to a spot along that Parsons Road. Hey, Ronnie. I don't think you should let your son climb that tree. Oh, what's the, what's the matter there, I see Bill? him up in there. He's, it's an old tree. For it to get that tall, I imagine it's a little bit old. Yeah. Well, your son, let he, the boy climb. We used to climb in these parks when we were younger. Oh, well, that was back when we were younger and back when these trees were younger. Your boy, well, he's not a small kid, is he? Well, come on. Well, I mean, well the kid needs some exercise. Sure. Let him climb a tree. No, I'm just saying. Uh, you can tell up there. There's a little. You boys climbing. You see some little bits of bark falling down. You see that? Now you keep going there, Jebediah. Don't listen to him, Ronnie. I just don't think I'm. You want to let your kid fall out of an old, dirty, decaying tree? That's up to you. Look, a kid falls out of a tree. A kid falls out of a tree. Is that the tree's fault? I just think we ought up to order. higher, Jebediah. No. All right, go ahead, Jebediah. Yeah, Papa. Let's see if you can get your big self up there a little higher. You better but be careful, Bill, Bill. You cut that out, all right? You know the kid wants to lose some weight. He's gonna do some climbing, whatever. I'm just saying the tree's old. Your boy's fat. I Are call you... it like it is, okay, Ron? No, I call no, no, it like no, no, it is. No, 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 when no. I see a decaying tree, I call it decaying. When I see a fat gonna... kid, I call him portly. No, let's find out exactly what you're calling here, Bill. Keep going, Jebediah. Now cut now... to the local diner. Where Bill is being served the special. All right. Uh, All what right, we got Bill, here? Here you go. Yep. It's the Wednesday special. Hold on. What is this? Well, it's uh, meatloaf and mashed potatoes and green beans. And then there's your uh, your unsweet tea. Mm. Is what you call a special? Well, it is. It's my mama's recipe. Uh, your mama. Your mama made this meatloaf? Well, no, my mama's dead. My mama has been dead for 30 years. So this is old meatloaf. It is No, it is my mama's recipe. It is not old meatloaf. All right. You got any ketchup? I can tell that meatloaf's dry. Are you kidding me? Well, I see you are dry not me- going to put ketchup on my mama's meatloaf. Well, I see dry meatloaf. I call it dry meatloaf. I need something to make it palatable. You are the most infuriating cuss we ever had. You come in here and all you ever do is complain. Well, I call it like it is. When I see an old tree, I call it old tree. When I see a fat kid, I call him portly. And when I see dry meatloaf, I call it shameful. Don't listen to him, Jedediah. Keep eating that meatloaf. If you're gonna if you're gonna make meatloaf, it ought to be juicy. We cut to a planning development meeting 
of course, Bill is in attendance. All right, so what we have here is a completely flat, undeveloped, no trees, no vegetation, nothing at all, plot of land. And what we're going to do is we're going to add a new shopping center there. Now, I cannot stress that there is no wildlife at all that is being upset at all by the construction of this building. All this will do is benefit our community and bring up new businesses and new standards of living for our community. Now, surely nobody can find a way to object to this brand new building. I like it. Bill Humphrey here. You know, I live in the area. I just had a question for you. What kind of stores are you going to have in that mall? Well, you know, we're going to have some tried and true businesses in there. You Looking know. for names. Looking Probably going to have a Woolworths. Yeah, we'll have a Woolworths there. You know, Woolworths. that's a tried and true name. Been around for many, many generations. It's a quality Woolworths. product. There's a Golden yeah. Corral out on the corner. Golden Corral. Golden Corral. It's been around for many uh, decades here. You know, these are names that we can trust and businesses that we can rely on to bring business. So Golden Corral and Woolworths. Well, we couldn't get a Sizzlers or a JCPenney. No, you wouldn't be able to get a Sizzlers or a JCPenney. You're dealing with a cut rate five and dime store and a buffet for People that can't afford to go buy a steak at a sizzling. Bill, these are tried and true businesses. What argument can you have here? Have you ever had anything out of the chocolate fountain at Golden Corral? I mean, oh. if you're going to have a fountain, it needs to be at least taller than the than a teacup. It's just bubbling chocolate. I found a Band-Aid in there one time. All I'm saying is, I call it like it is. Why were you digging around in the chocolate fountain? I was trying to find my tater tots that fell off of my plate in the fountain. you got to dredge it. You got to dredge it. We cut to Bill's doctor. <laughs> Bill's, of course, with his doctor. <laughs> now, Bill, uh, I don't know how to break it to you, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell it to you like it is. Well, okay? no, don't tell it to me like it is. Tell what? it to me like like something you wish it were. No, doctor. It, now he always tells me like it is, and I want you to tell us like it is. We've been together for thirty years. For worse and i just want to hear it straight well some people need to hear it like it is mabel well aren't Honey, you one of those people every town meeting bill you're telling people like it is and now you want it sugar-coated well it's not that i want it sugar-coated it's just that i don't want to hear the unvarnished truth that's all <laughs> you ever give people bill all i need you to do is tell me i'm gonna live forever bill Doc, your knees are old and crappy. My okay? knees? Yes, your knees. Oh, yeah. I've known that for years. What else you got? Why don't you do something about it? What are you going to do about knees? You can have surgery on them. I got you mine replaced 10 years ago. Absolutely. You were there. You're the one that told her that her knees, telling it like it is, were old and crappy. Well, it was, it was more the sound they made. It was like a crinkle crackle whenever she would walk up the stairs. Have you heard your knees? All they do all day long is. <laughs> so if this is this would be a good time to bring up that you know Neil is our sound guy. He's got headphones on. So when I make sounds like, <laughs> it startles him a little bit more Just than anybody else in the bit. room. <laughs> We now turn the corner to Wickenburg Sun. Wickenburg, Wickenburg Arizona. Sun. <laughs> Where, are Where are you going? Sun? Wickenburg Sun. Oh, okay. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Keep climbing. <laughs> Jebediah. <laughs> Jebediah. <laughs> because we're Amish. <laughs> <laughs> and the dad's name is Ron. 
<laughs> Ron and Jebediah. They you know, obviously Amish, settled Arizona. It's a no, fine I, Christian name. I think Amish skips a generation. So it, it makes sense. <laughs> Amish skips a generation. It's a recessive yeah. gene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the, so your grandparents were Amish. You, Jedediah, you, you go out to the barn. I'm trying to watch TV. You can't right. be a part of this. Right. The it's game's da- on. Daddy's quiet time. Yes. <laughs> Just go to the bar and work on your beard. It's just me and the devil. You can't come in here. <laughs> they they hitch a buggy to the back of their car. <laughs> now, Jedediah, I know it's the middle of August now, and you're sweating something fierce back there, but you can't be in this uh, Chevy. You get on back there with your big old hat. That'll right. shade you from the sun. But keep that wool jacket on. Keep working on your beard. <laughs> Daddy, I'm seven. <laughs> Don't worry. A couple more years before your rum sprung up. <laughs> now, look, me and the family are going off to Disney World. You stay home and work on butter churning, okay? <laughs> and if you want to climb that tree a little more, you don't listen to Mr. Bill. Yeah, yeah. You do what you want. That's right. Your name is valuable. No author listed. That's ironic. That's weird. Yeah, that's ironic. Uh, it didn't say my name is valuable. Yes. Right. But your name. <laughs> All right, mine's a dime a dozen. Don't worry about mine. A person's name is valuable. It means something. When an individual signs his or her name, it represents a commitment, a mortgage, a car loan, a check, a voter registration application, the permission to publish your diary in a public library, just to name a few. (laughs) We think carefully before we sign our names to these things, or we just do it willy-nilly because the person behind the (laughs) library counter said, ah, we got to get the story going. And in these examples given, we would ask ourselves, how much am I borrowing? What will the payments be? For how long am I able to make them? How much money will I have? What political party shall I belong to? In another example, each week, the writers of letters on this page must back up their opinions with a signature. Not always. Cut to a um, home in downtown Wickenburg. There's a knock on the door. Yes. Yes. Stop. Mr. Reynolds? Yes. Mr. Peter Reynolds? Yes. Oh, okay, great, Mr. Reynolds. Um, How do you know my name? I'm here from town council. I understand you signed a petition last week regarding taking down the flea market building in downtown. I don't know. Maybe. Your name is Peter M. Reynolds? I suppose. Yeah. What does yeah. the M stand for? Michael. Michael. Okay, Peter Michael Reynolds. So you, you signed a petition opposing taking down the flea market building, the Cress. Okay, yeah. Okay, so um, you're, you were successful. Your petition was successful. We did not take it down. And so now the city is forced to purchase this building from its current owner. And we're going to all the people of the petition, and we're – well, you're, you're one of 212, and so we're going to need um, a, a contribution from you. I don't think that's how petitions work. Uh, well, um, your name means something. When you sign your name to a petition, and there's a consequence to that, I mean, this is what you wanted. You didn't want it to be torn down. You wanted it to be preserved. And so we're going to all the people on the petition to get help with that. We can't afford it as a town, but you're part of the solution now, Mr. Riddle. Hey, there, boss. Is uh, this the house where we're bringing all that junk from the flea market? Yes. This is one. Well, oh, one. that truck up. A portion. Beep. Yes. So, whoa, whoa, so, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, no, no. It's, I thought it's, everything was staying there. No, the building is staying there. The, the people that own the, the business have gone out of business, and they have... The city was forced to purchase all of their inventory, and so you're getting one two hundred and twelfth 
of the inventory from the flea market. Hey, does it matter which room I put all these lamps in? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, You're going to want these lamps. There, it looks nice. You see, it's got a little chicken No, no, no. I don't want any of these lamps. Excuse me. I got like three more armfuls of lamps here. I'll just, I'll be right back with the others. No, get out. What what is going on? This is this has to be illegal. There's no way that you can come illegal. in and like no, Mr. Reynolds. This is democracy. You, There's you nothing are, you democratic have... about this. I don't seem to be getting a vote in what you're bringing into my house. Oh, you voted when you signed your name. This is it's, democracy. This is... It's fine. It's not even representative. Democracy. No, so, so, somebody didn't read the entire article. Am I right, there, boss? Oh, yeah, <laughs> lamps. What? If if you don't give Bill here a uh, some sort of direction, he's going to put the lamps wherever he wants, willy nilly. You know what? Here's a petition to have all the lamps removed from my house. Oh, well, see. Don't much... sign it, boss. It's a trick. Oh, I'm not going to sign it. I know better. Let's see how much support you get for that, Cut Mr. Reynolds. Cut to two weeks later. Uh, yes, come in. Hello, come in. Mr. Councilman. Yeah, oh, yes. Hey, oh, how are you? Mr. Reynolds. Yeah, you doing well? Oh, I'm doing great. We've got to, we've got to figure out what to do with this flea market building. I... Hey, back it on up, Billy. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. What is this? So, oh, it's a successful petition. Petition? Oh, yes. It was signed by all the people that you dropped crap off at their house. Wait, how many signatures? Oh, there's 212 names. There Wait are a second. 212 Hold names. Hold on. Hold on. Bill. Yeah, boss. Willy nilly Billy. Hey, boss. He what knows the law. He knows the law. What do you, what, what, what law? Right. Hey, what room do you want these lamps in, boss? No, 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 no. We don't have room for that at the city council chambers. This is an austere chamber in which laws are passed and citizens. So the chamber, okay, are, I'm putting them in the no, chamber. No, I don't. Wait, oh. go, go ahead, Willy nilly Billy. I see what you've done here, Mr. Reynolds. Oh, yeah. Turnabout's fair play, sucker. Well, it is. Cut to two weeks later. <laughs> boss. Hey, boss. Oh. Billy, now I don't know that you should call me boss anymore. You clearly you just just take, they, you work for anyone, willy nilly. It's whoever pays. Look, I I I got a uh, a petition here. A petition. Yeah, look, I just want to hand this copy to you. I got to go over to Mister Reynolds' house and give him a copy. What what is this? What? Oh, that's a lot of names. I'm tired on here. of having to move y'all shit around town back and forth. But is that, this is a petition. I don't have to do it anymore. How did you get no matter people, who my boss is? How did you get those people to sign on, Billy? This is oh, it's like just a my name, name. two hundred and twenty times. Oh, that's him, sir. <laughs> okay, I'll get back to work, boss. Bunch of bunch of bunch of bunch of small town news. Bunch of bunch of bunch of bunch of small town news. Bunch of bunch of bunch of bunch of small town news. You've just tolerated another episode of Small Town News, a production of Small Town News, LLC. Today's episode was inspired by the Dahlonega Nugget and several other newspapers from previous articles. Grab bag! With stories written by lots of anonymous people. Grab authors! Episodes are performed and produced by Keith Boyd, George Oliver, Neil Oliver, and Craig Ramey. Research by Dr. Jessica Saxon. Music performed by Jorge Oliveres. This episode was recorded in a boardroom and miraculously had... Not technically any boardroom scenes, so kudos to us. Small Town News is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, and your grandmother's gramophone. Like what you hear? Leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram for behind-the-scene photos, exclusive updates, and opportunities to share your favorite Small Town News. Thanks for joining us. And remember, (laughs) stop using poop to make beverages. None of this is Craig or Jess's fault. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It was kind of Jess's fault. She left us to our own devices.
So do you think those two are a thing? Nah. <laughs> All right. <laughs>